from RF Smart. This is Taking Inventory, a podcast all about better controlling your supply chain and improving inventory management. And now, your host, Sarah Archer. For tuning in. My name is Sarah Archer. I'm the host of Taking Inventory, which is a podcast about warehouses, ERP, WMS, and so much more. And this is our very first episode. Today I have two guests from RF Smart in the studio with me. I've got Matt and Jeremy Thomas here. Uh, Matt and Jeremy actually have over 40 years of combined inventory experience um, and experience in supply chain. So um, they're twins which is awesome. And uh, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. So Jeremy, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, I'd be happy to do that. So I've been in the industry now over 20 years and um, started in third-party logistics and then moved into inventory management software. So I've been doing that for five years here now at RF Smart and um, represent the uh, net new sales team. And Matt, you've been at RF Smart for about three years. Did you hear about RF Smart from Jeremy? I did. I did. Um, yeah, I've been in the industry for uh, 20 years. Um, come from warehousing and logistics background. Uh, started as a business analyst with RF Smart and um, worked into the strategic account executive role. Um, but yeah, Jeremy uh, spoke very highly of RF Smart. So. And that, that's important to know for those of you listening is that both of them together have all this experience, but Matt is able to speak from both the business analyst side of it, but also from sales and Jeremy as well. So that's cool. I do want to ask you guys, we talked a little bit before, there's a fun a fun fact about both of you being twins. Um, can you tell me what that fun fact is? Yeah, we're, we're definitely not identical, uh, those that have seen us and know us. Um, but in the wonderful year of 1976, we were the biggest uh, twins in the state of Florida. And who's the oldest? Uh, that would be me by the amount of six minutes. He was six minutes older and two pounds lighter. Exactly. <laughs> so he basically kicked me out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure your whole life he probably reminded you that he was six minutes older. Absolutely. Yeah, I, my hashtag is six minutes. <laughs> hashtag six minutes. Yeah. Well, let's just go ahead. We'll jump into our, our topic today. We're going to talk about counting, which is super applicable because you guys are twins and we can count you. There's two. Um, but we're going to talk about stock counting today. Uh, Jeremy, I, I want to talk about why counting is so important for our customers. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about why inventory is so important for our customers. Because I think, you know, accounting for that inventory um, is only important when you recognize the importance of inventory and accuracy for those customers. So um, most customers, um, you know, one of the largest assets they carry, if not the largest asset they carry on their balance sheet is their inventory. So they buy all this inventory and they have to store it in their, you know, distribution center, warehouse, and, um, you know, it's worth a lot of money. So that's cash that they could spend in other places. Um, so it's important if they don't know what they have, they can't tell the bank what they have. So they're making up numbers. And so to account for that or to count it accurately is super important. Um, Not only for that purpose, but also if you're going to make or sell something, um, you don't want to have too much of product. Think about making a recipe at home, right? If you make, you're going to make a recipe and you buy too much of an ingredient, 
you end up throwing it away. It's, you can't sell it, you know, um, if it's inventory. And even if you're making things from a manufacturing perspective, you really have to have a good plan. And having a system that tells you exactly what you has, have, um, it allows you to basically, um, you know, do that accurately and at the most cost-efficient price point possible. And so that's why knowing exactly what you have at any given point in time is so important. And I think we're going to talk about this a little bit later. I want to come back to it, but we talk about um, our recommendations as doing a wall-to-wall count and then a cycle count. Uh, Matt, we've done over 2,000 of these implementations at this point. You've been a part of many of them. Um, Can you kind of, do you have a story that you could share? Yeah, and and I think it's important to know the difference in wall-to-wall versus a cycle count. Um, I think, you know, the, the industry knows that the wall-to-wall is where you count everything in your in your warehouse. That's a good starting point. And then your cycle count is where you, uh, you know, throughout the, the year, uh, you know, whether it's quarterly or weekly, you know, go randomly count your, your product. Um, so we, ha- we had a large medical company that um, on the beginning of the implementation, we tell them, you know, hey, it's important to do a wall-to-wall. Count everything you have. Um, so they had two locations. Uh, one location started with the wall-to-wall, which is the best practice. Um, the other one did not. Uh, so they learned both good and bad. And doing the wall-to-wall, it helps them get their product where, you know, the inventory levels where it needs to be. And the other location, when they did not do that, they see a lot of, uh, you know, negative bins. Um, they see uh, situations that... When they go to pick, the product isn't there. Um, so in that uh, example, what, what you learn from is that starting with the wall-to-wall is the best practice. Um, the cycle count, although is a good practice, should be done throughout the year. Um, so the medical um, customer came back and kind of gave us feedback that, you know, hey, the best practice that you guys teach is, um, you know, the right way. Uh, you know, it's the right way it should be done. Uh, we learned that one location did it the right way, the other one didn't. And, um, you know, I believe that from experiences in our in- industry and, and during the business analyst roles, when we go through those processes, we see um, that our company really, you know, has proven and, and can show these customers what exactly is the best route. Um, so, you know, we talk about what starts right, uh, you know, stays right. That's kind of the, you know, Jeremy and I have talked about that, and that's a good, uh, you know, basis by why we we preach, uh, you know, do a wall-to-wall first. Yeah, because if you start operating, the alternative is, you know, if your baseline, so that wall-to-wall, that which is costly, it's an investment, you need to do it, um, but it takes time, and it's to establish an accurate baseline. Because, again, what starts right stays right. If If you don't do that and you start buying more stuff, and inventory starts coming in and you start shipping stuff out, you're just exasperating the problem, mm-hmm. right? And that's the issue is you're not, um, if you don't stop and really get a good starting point, you'll never get back to an accurate inventory. So you really, really have to, you know, focus on that and make that investment. That's a definitely a best practice. Yep. And I think, you know, I, I was doing a, a webinar about counting, um, maybe last week, two weeks ago, and I had somebody, a customer type in the in the chat box, and they were like, you know, I, we are overwhelmed or, or something similar to that. There, there are so many things that if you don't start it the right way, 
um, can end up coming back to hurt you later on. And so I want to I want to talk di- dive a little bit deeper into that. Um, you know, the example that you just gave, we've we've got some trouble with counting processes wall to wall versus cycling, but there are other issues that you can run into if you're not counting correctly. You guys think yeah, so, think of some I mean, of those. One of the biggest ones is, you know, especially if you're selling to end consumers, um, you might be selling inventory you don't actually have. So imagine you're as a consumer, go online, you get excited, you see a product, it's advertised, you order it, and then you find out two days later, oh, we didn't actually have it. The guy goes to pick it and it's not really there. That's happened to me. Right. (laughs) It's a very common, but that's inventory accuracy. The system thinks you have it and you don't really have it. So that's that's a big problem. The other issue is say you're going to make something, you're going to manufacture something, and you have a plan today to make 100 of those things. And the system says, okay, you need to do that. You need 100 of these. You need 200 of these, 300 of these. Well, if you don't actually have that amount on hand and the system thinks you do, you can't actually complete the production of those goods. And so now what you have to do is expedite that product from the supplier, which costs a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, and get it in. So in both those cases, it's a, it's a customer service issue that you end up dealing with. And if that customer is not going to come back and buy from you again, um, you're, you're losing revenue, you're losing profits. And, and that's a big issue with inventory accuracy is end up committing something that you can do because the system says you have it and you don't actually have those goods. The other side is the way to protect yourself against that is you just order a bunch of extra stuff. Well, that's not a good financial decision either. So if I only need 100, but I don't know if the system's actually right, so I order 120, that's 20% more inventory that I'm carrying. Well, that's cash for your business that could be spent other places. So from a financial perspective, both sides are very, very um, negative um, with regard to inventory accuracy. And that's probably the bigger issue than the balance sheet side is the, the actual operational side of it. And this can be different, right? If you're in a warehouse or in a retail environment, Matt, do you want to comment a little bit about what that looks like? Yeah. You know, traditionally our warehouses are in bin environments and your retail, uh, you know, industry isn't. So it's still important um, to, you know, differentiate the two, but at the same time, stock counting is very important in both industries. So in the retail, regardless if you have bins um, or you don't, it's still important that you count your inventory and an example that Jeremy shared as well. Um, What we've seen on the, uh, you know, best practice model is that you have to start with the stock counting no matter what industry you're in. Um, definitely in the bin environment, it's easier, but in the location level, we our smart supports that as well. And, and so ultimately, the cost of not counting correctly the first time is obviously there's money on the line, there's production on the line, time on the line, but you've made this investment, right, into an ERP, you're using NetSuite. Can you guys talk just a little bit about what it looks like if you don't do it right the first time? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I think going back to that, that motto of what starts right stays right. So the, the, I think I said earlier, exasperating the problem is if you don't take the time to establish an accurate baseline and know what you have before you get started, you're only adding to the problem. You might be accurately adding to the problem, right? So, but there's still a problem there. You never corrected the issue. 
Um, and certainly getting away from a full wall to wall is a desired state. You don't want to have to do that because it's very time consuming. It's very slow. It's very expensive. You have to shut down, come in for a weekend, spend overtime. But doing it the first time to make sure that as you receive, as you pick, as you ship, you're adding and subtracting to an accurate baseline. That's, I mean, that's really important. If you're adding and subtracting accurately to an inaccurate baseline, you're just exasperating the problem. You're never going to get back to a, a truly accurate inventory. And Matt, you've had customers that have had this happen, right? Yeah, we we have. And, and uh, you know, ultimately we, we teach best practice and it's the customer's decision. Um, and, you know, I've, I've seen it work, but for the most part, um, the stock count on the front end is the best practice. Um, we had a large distribution customer that, um, you know, we, we gave them the direction. We explained, you know, our process uh, starting with the wall-to-wall. Um, they chose to not do that. Um, so throughout the implementation and throughout the process, uh, you know, communicated the pros and cons of this, but ultimately it's the customer's decision. So as they go throughout the process, um, they get to a point where they realize they, they've, they've made the wrong decision and they're going to have to do a wall-to-wall now. And this could be a year into it or three months into the implementation. So think about having to stop production and bring in all your, your members of your team in. Typically, that's on a non-production you know, production day, which is a Saturday. So you're paying overtime. Um, those are hours that weren't, you know, uh, probably planned. Um, people were probably frustrated having to come in on a Saturday. So something that could have been circumvented on, you know, using the best practice that R-Smart, you know, teaches, um, you know, caused a lot of headache. Now, obviously, after that, it, it cleaned a lot of their, you know, inventory up, their pick bins, uh, the negative bins, everything was cleaned up a lot better. Um, but it was a good story to, to learn on, uh, you know, what not to do. But also that Arbor Smart was there to support them and say, hey, look, you know, this is understanding that you, you chose that route, but this is a solution. It's going to be an expensive solution, you know, to, to clean this up. Um, but it's, you know, it's a good example of, you know, hey, do, do it right the first time. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jeremy. Well, and I'm sure if you asked them now, they wish they would have done it earlier. Right? Yeah. It's that kind of looking hindsight's 2020 type thing. So if you went and asked that same customer, said, you know, do you had if you had to do it all over again, would you have done it when we first transitioned? And they would have. I guarantee you, they'll say yes. We wish we would have just went ahead and got it over with, and then we would have had more time to be, you know, fully productive and getting the full ROI of the solution. Because that's one of the biggest, you know, of any of these solutions um, of mobility is getting the ROI out of it. And certainly going doing the wall to wall the first time, and then switching to regular cycle counts. And that's going to save you a ton of money because you can avoid all the overtime. You can avoid the extra, you know, staff having to bring in over a period of shutdown. You don't have to do that anymore. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if our customers take one thing away from listening to this episode of this podcast is you need to stock count um, and do a wall-to-wall count in the beginning and, uh, and go ahead and get that out of the way and do it right the first time. Um, yeah, think about it. Proactively is a lot better than reactively. 
Absolutely. And so if you aren't doing a wall-to-wall count today, you haven't done one, maybe you're implementing NetSuite and RFSmart, um, maybe you're just like, we've got to do something. Um, how do you employ that in your warehouse? Yeah. So, you know, we have our business analyst team and service team that could help them through that. Um, probably the best thing is to uh, find a time to do it. You know, think about your warehouse, no matter if it's small or large, uh, you got to, you know, organize that and look at a, a time to do that. Um, I would say what I've seen that works better than coming in on a Saturday is doing it after hours, uh, you know, when production's down and there's no picking. Um, you can count throughout the day with our smart. Um, it is a little challenging, but you can do that. Um, but, you know, I would say start with organizing when you want to do it and, you know, doing it, um, you know, having enough staff to do it, first of all, and organizing it through um, NetSuite's um, stock count form. Well, and sorry, Sarah. Go ahead. um, You know, one of the things, too, is there's an old, what's called ABC analysis, which is, you know, your A is your fastest movers, your best sellers. It's where you're going to have your most inventory. Your B is your middle range, and your C is your slow movers. And you're usually going to have a lot more C items and a lot less A items. Well, go count your A items because that's going to have the most impact um, with the least effort. So it's like you don't have to go count that many items, but you're really going to get an accurate financial inventory on those A items. So, you know, that's industry standard kind of ABC. So, you know, my recommendation um, is always, you know, count your A items first, then go to your Bs, and then go to your Cs because you can get more bang for your buck that way. So as Matt said, you know, you don't have to shut down with our smart to actually start counting. You can count, you know, while you're being productive or, you know, a couple hours after that type of thing. And so integrating that into a kind of a plan to work through all that, but starting with your A items, working through your C's, I think is, you know, a, a way to kind of, again, get your biggest bang for your buck. I didn't even think about that, but if you are listening to this podcast and you feel inspired and you're like, I've got to start counting right now, there is something tangible that you can do today to go ahead and start working on this and getting your inventory accurate. That's awesome. And, and I think that it's it's safe to say our, our most successful RF Smart customers have implemented this best practice and are doing the wall-to-wall count and then following up with cycle counting. Um, we do a ton of content around this. There's content on our website. I know that we've got a blog about ABC counting. So if you are interested in that, I'll make sure that we've got that linked for you. Um, but then I know that we've also, we do webinars, we do monthly webinars for our customers and we talk about counting a lot because it is so important. So we're going to wrap up, but guys, is there anything else that you want to share before we, before we, uh, end it for today? Yeah, I would just encourage anyone who's out there who um, has questions or, you know, needs advice or is kind of struggling with, I really want to get this started. Counting is one of the simplest workflows to implement. It is not hard to actually do. It's hard physically to go ahead and take it on. But systemically, it is very easy to train, very easy to do. Any of our you know, business analysts can help you with it. So, you know, please reach out for help. We're, we're glad to uh to, to do some training or some simple stuff or even come on site and help with the count. So um, those are things that you know we want to help our customers with because we know this is such an important part of the, the core of the business is if you get this right, everything else seems to flow really well and you get a much larger ROI on the system. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with Jeremy. And if there was one thing the listeners can hear is, uh, you know, being 
a proactive rather than reactive is always uh, a cheaper route. Um, and then, you know, kind of the same way, what starts right stays right. You know, that's that's industry standard, and, and it's been a proven, uh, you know, with our smart customers. Yeah, if you've got questions, if you're listening, you've got questions, definitely make sure that you reach out to your account executive. Um, if you don't know who that is or you need help getting in touch with them, you can email info at rfsmart.com. All that information is available um, on the website. But, um, you know, we'll, we're happy to put you in touch with somebody who can help you start this process. So um, Matt and Jeremy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, For those of you listening, remember that um, you need to subscribe. We're on major platforms. There's the ability to subscribe on our website. So make sure you're subscribing so you know when new episodes are released. And for all of that information, um, contact, podcast, all of that's on our website. Thanks again, guys, Matt and Jeremy. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you guys all again soon. Thank you. Absolutely.